Hello everyone and welcome to Good Morning Greece, a podcast mini-series presented by Pangolin, the conservation podcast. I'm your host, Jack Baker, and today and yesterday and for the rest of this week, I am going to be coming to you live from the shores of sunny Zakynthos, where I'm going to be telling you about some of the animals, the plants, the flora and fauna of a country which I love so, so much, which is... Greece. Uh, yesterday we talked all about the my kind of top five uh, ecotourism tips, gave you kind of some ideas of what you can be doing when you're traveling to help make the world a more environmentally friendly place. And today I am back to talk about arguably Greece's most famous species of them all, Coretta Coretta, the loggerhead sea turtle. Um, I have been lucky enough to experience these guys quite a few times and I just I fall more in love with them every time I see one. They're fantastic fabulous, incredible creatures that actually link all the way back to the era of the dinosaurs, which maybe is why I love them. I'm a Jurassic Park child at heart, um, and so maybe that is why <laughs> I love them so, so much. Who knows? Um, they've been around for a hundred million years, um, and during that time, they have kind of um, solidified themselves in my heart. Uh, it's a fantastic uh, species that is more than deserving of our protection and our love and our appreciation. So that's why I wanted to tell you about them today. Um, so yes, Coretta Coretta, um, the loggerhead sea turtle is a hugely important species to Greece, as I've mentioned. It's huge for the tourism industry. It's huge for kind of... Um, kind of pulling in people to the country to see them and it's also important for their environment and their ecosystems. The loggerhead sea turtle is a, a keystone species so it's expe exceptionally important. It means that it kind of helps support everything else in its in its ecosystem. It helps it kind of uh, stay kind of healthy and functioning and the reason for that I didn't actually know until quite recently is because it crunches up shells uh, and it eats urchins and crabs and all sorts of things like that. When it does that the calcium powder that it it then passes um, the other fish and things in the environment eat it and they therefore kind of go on to benefit from the processes of the the sea turtle which I didn't know which is really really interesting uh, these guys they are not just important um, as, as important as it is to highlight their importance they're also cool um, and that's because they are the largest species of uh, hard hard shelled turtle uh, in the world so the leatherback turtle is technically bigger but it has a softer shell whereas Coretta Coretta the loggerhead has a much harder carapace it's kind of more solid and so it earns the title of the largest kind of by a fluke but we'll give it to it um, it also is powerful it has the these incredibly kind of powerful Powerful jaws, which actually give it its name, the loggerhead, because they are, as I've said, used to crunch up things like urchins and crabs and shells and stuff. So they have to have this really strong bite. Um, and so, yeah, it's really, really important to kind of have... Um, yeah, it's really, really important that they have these to kind of get to their food and it's given them their name. <laughs> I don't know. It's very strange to, 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 to be standing here on a beach talking about turtles to myself. So I kind of lost my train of thought for a second there. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then, yes, what else is cool about the turtle? Well, the uh, loggerhead sea turtle, 60% of their nesting grounds in the Mediterranean are actually found in Greece, which is why I think it's the perfect species to, to mention here. Um, they're found actually in the bay that I'm standing, um, in Lagunas Bay. Um, they will come up onto the shore when, once a year. The, the females will 
pop up onto shore, lay their eggs during the summer months, cover them in sand, and then crawl back into the ocean. And when they do that, um, a few months later, up will pop the little um, the little baby turtles, and they will race towards the sea. Um, a bit like you'll see in the kind of documentaries where they're chased by birds. Um, they will race towards the ocean and try and get out there with where they will be nice and safe. Um, so yes, very, very um, interesting, stressful morning uh, for them. But once they're out there, um, they can grow, as I've said, to be one of the biggest and most impressive turtle species in the ocean. Now, I uh, love turtles and I wanted to tell you a little bit about one of the experiences with them that kind of relates to the 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 um, the youth and the birth process, uh, and that is that the last time I was here, I was actually lucky enough. It was slightly later in the year than I am here now. I'm recording this in May, but the last time I was here, it was later in the year, in uh, August time, I believe, and that's when the baby turtles were kind of being born and kind of coming out of their shells and kind of making their way to the surface and running to the ocean and taking their first breaths. And I was lucky enough, I like to go for a morning walk, as you can probably tell um, with these podcasts, and I was lucky enough to experience on a couple of occasions these baby turtles making their way to the ocean. And it's just the most breathtaking thing you've ever seen in your life. These animals that you see on TV all the time, you see in books, you see all wherever, and they just, seeing this moment in real life was so special and so magical they're so <laughs> driven to get there. They're so impact. Like they're just. It's like they've been enthused by something, and they're just kind of let's go. Let's just have this. They have this thirst for life, just to get to the ocean and get going. And it's just fantastic um, and beautiful to see. And I, <laughs> something really like I went in one day and saw them, and the next day I was like, "Listen, family, you have to come with me because you're gonna. If you don't come and see this one morning, you're gonna regret it. It's just the most fantastic thing." And so I thought it was quite funny because. Um, I'm saying how beautiful it is. I think the real testament to how beautiful it was was when my mum came down. She came down at 7am um, in the morning to see these, these turtles wearing sunglasses. And I was kind of like, oh, that's, that's unusual. And it was to mask her tears of just how beautiful it was. Um, <laughs> because they are. It's just such an incredible, incredible moment. Now, it wouldn't be a conservation podcast, though, without mentioning a couple of the conservation issues that these guys face. Around the world, there are big issues with fisheries, um, kind of catching the turtles as bycatch. There's also um, issues with um, kind of changing temperature. So when the sand changes temperature, um, because of climate change, if those places get hotter or if they kind of um, don't get as hot, I suppose, could also be an issue. But more the, the heat causes an issue where the the gender of the eggs um, is actually determined by the heat. So if it gets too hot, <laughs> there will be the kind of male-female ratio will be kind of unbalanced. And so that can have serious impacts on the population, which is kind of a thing that affects a lot of reptiles, actually. So kind of a, an interesting, con- very concerning one there. But there's, there's one of them. And then <laughs> a third threat would be kind of tourism and the expansion of tourist activities onto the beaches where these guys lay their eggs. Now, all of these sound very serious, and they are very serious, but there are things that can be done to help prevent them. So for climate change, of course, you can kind of do all of your kind of normal anti, uh, anti-climate change activities. You can make sure to recycle and kind of reduce your carbon footprint and do all that kind of stuff, and just making the effort will help to save the turtles. When you're here to help combat the tourism risk, you want to do your research into kind of what the kind of um, businesses around about the beach are doing for tourism um, and for the turtles to kind of support. So kind of support the businesses that are eco-friendly and kind of helping to to protect the sea turtles. You can also um, 
kind of make sure and yeah follow any rules when you're on holiday um as i've said there will be local rules uh, i said that in the last episode um so you want to make sure and follow them so you respect the turtle their nesting grounds and their homes uh, and in terms of bycatch you can make sure and only shop from sustainable fisheries um if you're kind of gonna eat fish at all i know a lot of people who listen to the podcast are vegetarian or vegan um so if you're kind of if you are eating fish, make sure to do it sustainably and ethically as well. And I think what's really interesting and intriguing is like around the world, there have been things put in place. So you're not fighting this fight alone. Um, there are kind of new fishing techniques being developed to help uh, protect the turtles. There's also um, kind of new lighting rules coming into effect so that the turtles are not as impacted by the, the lights along the coastlines where they will kind of lay their eggs. So all sorts of stuff that, that is going on that will kind of, uh, yeah, help to protect these fantastic, wonderful creatures. Um, yes, I was lucky enough to see one yesterday, actually. We went out on a little boat and up it popped for air um, and we were lucky enough to get some photos. Didn't get very good photos because I was too busy, like, distracted and almost in tears um, about the turtle, but <laughs> that's not the point. Um, it was still a fantastic, magical experience to actually get to see one once again. I just love them so, 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 so much. Um, but yeah, that kind of brings us to the, the end of my chat about turtles. Um, if anyone has any questions, do tweet me um, uh, or Instagram message or do whatever you need to do uh, to get in contact and ask away. More than happy to answer them on the next podcast. If you have anything else you want me to cover, uh, you can also uh, shoot me a message about that and I'll be more than happy to, to try and cover them. Um, but yeah, for today, uh, that kind of brings us to, to the end. Um, thank you all so much for listening once again. Uh, I hope you're having a lovely week. I'm having a fabulous week recording this. It's very, very different for me kind of doing it in this style, but um, I'm really, really enjoying it. And uh, it's, it's been good fun to kind of get out and chat about some of the, the interesting things that, that I love to do with conservation while I'm on holiday. Um, as much as it kind of defeats the purpose of a holiday because I should be resting. Ah, who cares? Uh, I, I enjoy doing this. <laughs> Um, and so yes that brings us to the end um, until next time guys I want to say a massive thank you to all of you for, for listening um, you can follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook as I've said at Pangolin Podcast and you can also find us on your podcast streaming service of choice so if you want to kind of um, follow us on there I would be very very appreciative of that as well now um, until next time uh, we've got cheesy outro again <laughs> until next time goodbye Greece <laughs> bye